Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of where are you going? It's five minutes to you, stiff. Look, when the, when the boss man says to take off, I get out of his oh, way. Andy's the boss man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one day <laughs> for today, in any case. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Pally. Yep, see you later. Good to see you. CNN boss Mark Thompson to staff network is nowhere near ready for the future. I have not read this story yet. Do you have any idea between uh, oh, Andy took off his headphones? But do um, you have an idea what the hell they're talking about? Um, no, I'd be because I feel like CNN and most news networks like they're supposed to be kind of on the cutting edge and prepared, right? So I would don't know what they're not prepared for. I wonder if they think like the way we consume media is going to change drastically, then they're not prepared for it. But yeah, I'm yeah, maybe to see. that might be right because basically I think. I've always had this feeling that Fox and CNN had meetings behind the closed doors and go, okay, you go far left and we'll go far right and we'll get mad at each other and call each other names. It's like all-star wrestling I, for Christ's I bet sake. they do. They do. I, I guarantee it. Like That would make the most – because at the end of the day, they are entertainment networks. That's exactly they're, ra- right. they're ratings driven. So if like the yep. same way you don't watch a TV show that's not entertaining, that's you know a drama or comedy, that's how they look at it. So I would assume they would, hey, we're going to talk about this today. You should have an opin- a, a polarizing opinion about it, and so we can use each other to drive our ratings up. No question about it. Andy, was it kind of discomforting when you got off the elevator and couldn't hear Brittany talking? That's why it's so quiet in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought she go. was going to remote in on uh no that's mondays that's mondays and then tuesday she's at her pharmacology class okay i like that she's got another job she's got class she's got i get stuck with this stiff yeah i feel like she's like you know what i'm not sure if this show is going to be successful so let me get my nursing degree Mm. what the hell um so yeah cnn boss mark thompson the staff network is nowhere near ready for the future we're gonna find out right now what he's talking about in video message on first day thompson urges staff to avoid distracting debates about balance and false equivalency okay we'll find out what the hell he's talking about here cnn chief executive mark thompson told staff that the network needs to step up its digital game saying conventional tv can no longer well he's a hundred percent we and again we talked about that six months ago on this show Mm -hmm. That I'm sorry, but it's true that, that local television and radio are going to go away. I mean, it's, I'm sad to, to hear that because I, I obviously grew up reading the newspaper and watching the news and listening to morning radio. and well, I listened to radio all the time. I loved radio from the time I was a little kid. So I'm sorry to see it going. But, yeah, conventional TV can no longer define CNN, and he's 100% right about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm said its journalists shouldn't be distracted by debates about balance or false equivalency. Speaking to employees in a video message on Monday, his first official day at CNN, Thompson said he would draw on his earlier experience as CEO of the New York Times to modernize the network. For most people, I love that. A guy from a newspaper is going to tell you how to modernize. Okay, (laughs) well, that's a big leap there, isn't it? Uh, For most people under retirement age, the first place they turn for their news is their phones, not their TVs. That is a fact. Correct. Right, you guys, Andy, you agree with that? Yeah, and they said specifically retirement age. Um, under retirement. Oh, under age. retirement age. Okay. I, I don't. <clears throat> maybe I think people in like their fifties still probably watch the TV news. I, I would admit, maybe that's but probably true. under fifty, probably not very much, at least. No. He said CNN needs to act swiftly, and that despite some progress, such as the recent launch of CNN Max. A collection of programming for the network on the Mac streaming service. This company is still nowhere near ready for the future. Well, that's one of the reasons I ended up in podcasting. Look, I loved radio. I love being in radio. There's still great radio out there. It's never going to totally disappear. But, I mean, what did we have back in the day? Like a 30-some share over at, over at the queue? 
just dominated. It was the highest rated morning show in America. Well, the highest rating show in America now doesn't have very good ratings. No. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Mm. What are you going to do? Right. Well, I mean, just because, I mean, everybody gets in their car and now when you can, you know, you're not stuck having to pick between just the stations. The radio stations aren't just competing with, you know, the station down the street. You're competing with the ability to pull up, you know, Spotify or whatever Mm -hmm. podcast you want. So, yeah, you have to transition to that digital sphere and people aren't going to listen live like all the time. You know, you can right. sleep in and still catch this show at night by downloading the Tom Bernard show. Which is great. Yeah. And so, yeah, it makes it a lot easier for consumers. But, yeah, if radio doesn't adjust, it dies off, which is what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems that way. Like I said, it's really unfortunate because I love it. And local television, I've always loved that. They'll always be, well, I don't know, will there always be local news? I don't know. I, don't I think, think so. so. You don't think so, Andy? Mm-mm. When you don't, you think I, so? I, I think so because there's when you watch CNN or any national news coverage, unless there is a major event happening in your city, you're, it's not going to get covered. So I think yeah. there will always be a desire for the local news. I think it's just going to kind of divulge more into like most people get their news off of TikTok now, yeah. which is a huge problem because yeah. a lot of that is flat out lies. Yeah, but I mean, not that it's not on CNN and Fox because mm-hmm. they lie their ass off too. Yep. So one thing about radio, I'll be honest with you, radio news didn't really lie too much back in the day. That, that I, I, although I never listened to like public radio, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they lied their ass off or not. Yeah, well, it's tough too because uh, when radio is so listener driven, where mm-hmm. people can call in and be like, "That's whatever you just said is a lie," so you right, get right. held accountable. I feel like more often, like you can't call into CNN and be like. Hey, what you said was just a bunch you're of shit. You're a liar. Right. So, yeah, when you have to, when you're so close to your listeners, they hold you accountable. It is so weird now because, like I said, once in a while, Star Tribune will throw a copy on my driveway and I go to pick it up and it's like three pages. There's nothing left of the newspaper anymore. No. Yep. And I cannot tell you the last time I actually read a newspaper. It's been years since I read a newspaper. Yeah, not a physical copy. A physical copy. Yeah. yeah. They're all online, yeah. Digital, yeah. Which is just fine. I don't know. It's gonna. The world's gonna change. And Mr. Thompson said, "You better uh, stay with it because you know that's the deal. TV is vital. There's urgent work to do there, especially as we rebuild prime time. But TV is also too dominant at CNN, and digital is too marginal. Addressing the network's uh, mission and purpose, Thompson urged CNN to define the news, not just react to it." And let's not uh, second-guess ourselves or get distracted by complicated arguments about balance or whataboutism or false equivalency. Let's cover political news proportionately and fairly, but not be frightening. uh, Oh, not be frightened of our own shadows. I don't know. What does he mean by that? Sounds like a bunch of nonsense corporate speak. It really does, doesn't it? We have to shake up the paradigms and synergize (laughs) with the times. (laughs) Not saying anything. It's all bullshit, Andy. That's what you're saying. I do think they should get, especially on news, get away from kind of the debate format. Yeah, it I started, agree. It was very popular in the sports world where, you know, you get two people on like, oh, this quarterback's great, this quarterback sucks, and you yeah. debate, which whatever is fine. But in the Are news— Are they talking about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> We're not. Unfortunately, Sorry. the Vikings aren't good enough to be talked about. Yeah, on, that's true. On ESPN. Good point. So no, with then with news, it's like we don't need two people to debate. We just need to know the news. What he ha- does not mention in this story, and it bothers me, is I was hoping that this is what he was going to be talking about. As Andy pointed out, he's just bullshitting his way through mm. this. It, mm. None of this means anything. No. So I'll just corporate talk. What I would like to see, Mr. Thompson, is you going and saying, look, what you just said on the air is a flat-out lie, and I don't want people lying on my news channel. Yeah. You know? When are we going to get back? Because they both, Fox and, and CNN, both lie there. And MSNBC. And, There's too many federal funds in it. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? The mm-hmm. federal funds are controlling what they talk about. Yep. And they have to have that, again, all-star wrestling. You're far left and I'm far right and we can argue about it. Why don't you just tell me the truth? How about that? Right? It would be nice. It would be, be refreshing. You could tell me the truth and I could make up my own mind instead right. of leave, believing your BS. Uh, That strategy, by the way, even before the first official day, Thompson had been uh, meeting with some CNN employees. He arrives after the tumultuous tenure of former CNN boss Chris Licht, who sought to push the network's coverage to uh, uh, the political center. See, uh, when they first announced that, I thought, oh, my God, is this guy going to be able to do Because I was all for it. Mm -hmm. Push it to the center. Tell me the truth. Let's look at the news and try to work together. Well, it failed miserably. Yeah. Apparently. Because apparently people want to be scared. 
Yeah, people people thrive on controversy yep, and they do. arguments. Yep, they do indeed. Um, so that strategy ran into problems, notably when CNN held a town hall with former President Donald Trump that prompted criticism from staffers and a variety of political pundits. Uh, critics said CNN should have aired a pre-taped, edited interview with Trump instead. Licht left the network abruptly in June after an unflattering profile in The Atlantic. Licht's critics said he focused too much on the TV operation, its editorial philosophy and lineup of talent, and not enough on digital operations. The TV business is where the bulk of profits are, given longstanding and lucrative arrangements uh, with cable providers. But that business, is, well, what we just said, that business is shrinking fast. The ad business has been very choppy, too. CNN has some formidable uh, digital assets, including one of the most trafficked news sites on the web. In October 2022, the network hired Ethan Stephanopoulos, the former president of Now This, a news outlet focused on young audiences to serve as its chief digital officer and help expand CNN's digital products. Now, that's, I'm glad that that's the way that story kind of finished. I don't know if it's finished, but that's where we're going to finish it. Because I don't think... I've ever in my life seen it because I've gone back a couple of generations and I go forward a couple of generations. I have never seen three generations or four generations, not nah, three generations, that disagree about everything more than currently. Honest to God, you go from the baby boomer, boomers to Gen X to Gen Z or whatever it is, they agree on nothing. Yeah. Why? What is that now? It's no different than the boomers and uh, their parents. Well, it was no, but we actually honored our parents because they were the you know the greatest generation, World War II, and all that. I don't think the hippies honored anything. Well, that's true. And that was a big right. movement of the boomer generation. You are right about that. So I mean, every generation has their hippies. I'd say. Well, I suppose that's true, but everybody now is like, "Oh my God, you're horrible." Settle down, relax. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose I'm a situation. I love my grandmother. Many, I loved my mother, and I, I, mean, I look back three generations. I go forward. I love my children. I love my grandchildren. I got five generations, and I love them all. I got no problem with that at all. Yeah. Is that weird? Well, no, because that's your family. So I feel like that's... I don't give a rat's ass about anybody outside my family. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's one of those deals, maybe. I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting to see where this guy takes CNN, because I do need a news channel to watch, because I can't watch any of them right now. It's just all, we've taken a position, and it's all bullshit, and if you want to believe it, good for you, and if you don't, go to the other place. Right. That's, yeah, the That's news, it. it's, it's disgusting. It's un, unwatchable. Like, even last, unwatchable. last night I tried, because obviously with the Israel stuff going on, I was like, oh, let me just turn on the news and right. see what's going on. And yep. it was like, I just can't, I can't do this. No, you're absolutely right. Andy, how, what do you think about that? Can you watch the news? I have never watched the news. Yeah, you've never been a news watcher, have you? Do you have you always seen them as flat-out liars? Is that what it was? Well, it started out I just didn't care. Right. Well, um, yeah, as a kid, yes. Yeah. And then definitely, especially probably like 2012, 13, something like that, mm-hmm. they just got very, very bad. Well, it was the Smith Modernization Act that really did it. And what's that? what was that all about? Uh, that was the act that made it legal for the U.S. to propagandize its own citizens. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I am so glad that you responded that way because it was a pile of bullshit. Yeah. And that's but, why the news is as bad as it is it today is. because of that. It's because all it's propaganda. Money from our federal government. That's what yep. it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. What, what did it for me was there was a moment where I was watching CNN and they had whatever, like a guy that was on their side and he's talking about their whatever topic. Right. And he's in this very nice suit. Looks very well put together. <laughs> Looks like he woke up, knew he was going to be on TV. And then they go like, and you know what? For the sake of argument, we've got a guy from the other side. And it looked like he took his suit out of like a garbage bag out back. <laughs> and his hair's all messed up and matted to his forehead. And I was like, oh, God. you're not even hiding the fact that you're trying to get people to lean one side or the other just based off of their appearance. <laughs> like, I think it's, like it's, it's all just a big show. Like, just ugh, can't do it anymore. So what can we do? Can we repeal that act? Uh, technically, it can be repealed. It's just would they is the question. And what what is what's the main directive? Do you know? That is the main directive. So it's just lie during the news. They just uh, yeah, they want to <coughs> propagandize. They want to propagandize everybody because they make money doing. Mm-hmm. Why does the American uh, why do the American people put up with this? 
I don't think there's anything they can do about it, technically. Do you think that they just don't know about it? I bet you well, most people never most even heard of it. don't know about it, no. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, is they don't even know about it because mm-hmm. it was never made public. Yep. Right. I, f- I feel like then that's probably how most politics is executed because I feel oh, like yeah. we're a very undereducated society when it comes to what's going on politically. And so they're like, well, we can just pass this and it's going to be swept under the rug. Nobody will really see what's going on until mm-hmm. it's too late. But what you always, and that was years and years and years ago, follow the money. Mm-hmm. And it is true. You want an answer to something? Follow the money because it's always about money. And always has been, I suppose. Yeah. I guess. Although Cain and Abel, what were they arguing about again? Why did he kill him? Um, I don't know, probably over the like cash a cow on the barrel head. Yeah. <laughs> Cain was jealous because Abel sacrificed a lamb to God, and Cain, I think, sacrificed grain, and God liked the lamb better. <laughs> so he God was, like, was well, a meat eater. That's I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> then I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Well, we've always been a nut house, haven't we? Seems yeah. that way. Yeah. 100% <laughs> a nut house. Honest to God, what the hell's wrong with you? You're all whipped up about that. But I don't know. We'll just keep moving forward. But I'm glad you, you, we talked about the act and all the rest of it because most people have never even heard of that. And the reason they are being lied to on a daily basis by Fox, CNN, and all the rest of them is because the government wants them to lie to you. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Yep. It's not like, you again, like you always say, like you should be running to because you're serving the greater people yeah. of the country. And, yeah, you're serving to, or you're running to serve yourself rather than your constituents. And all of this millions and millions and millions of dollars, boy, everybody leaves. I, it's so amazing to me that you look at our president, former president. Everybody's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, why are you running the country? You have nothing in common with the public. Don't you think we should get a man or a woman in there that has a lot in common with the average public person? Yeah, and it's, I mean, and it's hard to, once you are a millionaire, you start to lose some of the things that mm-hmm. yep. you, you keep making you common to the average everyday person. And it, I mean, if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, you're going to run for president, here's, you know, $10 million, it's hard to turn that down. Yep. But yeah, you would, there's got to be a way to keep yourself grounded to what got you to where you are in the first place. Yeah, but if you got to take your eye off the prize then, because they yeah. are so singularly focused on money, it is unbelievable. Mm. I mean, making money, if you want to work, you can make money. But I think there's a common denominator there. Well, I don't want to work, but I want a lot of money. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting paid <laughs> to just sit around and maybe sign a bill that happens to scurry across their desk. Unbelievable. Well, I don't want to work for the money. I just want a lot of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that makes no sense whatsoever, but you keep going down that road, you dumb bastards. But you and I are paying all the bills in the meantime, and that's the whole problem. What is our debt now, $33 trillion? It oh, is, God. let's see. Yeah, $33.5 trillion. Dollars. At this point, can we just file for bankruptcy yeah. as a country? <laughs> Here, you can have them. Oh, you can't have my twins hat. Forget no. it. I need it tonight. You can't have that. Yeah, that, that whole thing makes me very sad. Well, we'll just keep... Keep moving forward, and they. But seriously, don't ever think that this is about your neighbor and you. It has nothing to do. Well, my friend I talked about earlier that his friend found out he he didn't vote the same way that his friend did, so mm-hmm. he doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah, it's people like you that are destroying this country. You can talk to me about it, and again, I watched it when I was a kid because my mother was Democrat, uh, her cousin Lamont was a Republican. They would have discussions, a lot of things they didn't agree on, mm-hmm. but at the end they said they loved one another. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Yeah. They didn't have to think the same things and have common goals and all the rest of it. Is the fact that they're, behind all the political bullshit there's a human being. Why don't we focus on the human being part of it instead of political rhetoric? Yeah. And if you ever, and like I feel like the, oh, you don't think the same way as I do, so I'm going to isolate myself from you and yeah. stay in this safe yeah. bubble where everybody thinks like I do. It's a very dangerous place to be because there's, now there's no growth. Like if you don't have anybody uh, saying, exactly. well, what about this? What about, you know, giving you a little pushback? You're not going to change your mindset and grow as a person because if you just hear an echo chamber of, yep, you're right, you're right, you're right, now that's a problem too. And the problem they do have, and again, I'm not condemning our education system. I don't think it's a very good one. I'm not thinking it's horrible either, but the reason for that is also because of money. I mean, you constantly, more and more and more and more money, 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 money. 
That's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't matter where we are. It's always about the money. Yeah. Never getting away from that, though, are we? No. Doesn't seem that way. Doesn't seem like it. So Israel readies for a ground war in Gaza. That ought to be great. Sending in thousands and thousands and thousands of troops and getting a bunch more people killed. Are we over 5,000 dead yet, Andy, because a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of Hamas people now have been killed. So I think we're coming up on that 5,000 mark. We're getting close anyway. I don't know what to tell you. It's just the whole thing makes me very sad. Right? Yeah, it's, what's going on there is absolutely devastating. And i got to read this headline one more time, and I promise I'll move on. Militants behind attacks raised millions in crypto. Mm-hmm. How? How do you re- raise millions in crypto? Crypto has no value. Well, it has value according to people who believe it has value. I guess, mm-hmm. but where's the money coming from, Andy? I don't know. We could read the article. Do you think I should? I mean, you've been talking about it and don't understand it still. So oh, I do not understand. It might what... be a, not a bad idea. I will give it a whirl. We'll read the article, at least some of the article, uh, why this is even happening. I mean, they could, they could just be fundraising. That's what Did, it could Well, be. that's true. That's a good point. Digital currency transactions highlight how U.S. and Israel have struggled to sever the access of Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and Hezbollah to foreign funding. Uh, Hamas' uh, lightning strike on Israel last week has left observers questioning how the group financed the surprise operation. One possible answer would be cryptocurrency. Oh, so they don't know if it's the answer. They're speculating. Hmm. During the year leading up to the attacks, three militant groups, Hamas, Palestinian uh, Islamic Jihad, and their Lebanese ally Hezbollah, received large amounts of funds through crypto, according to... Uh, oh, so this is another one, this Bankman-Fried type of crypto deals, where it actually has no value at all, but you get people to kick in money anyway? Yeah, probably. Well, and I'm seeing it looks like they were using something called Binance. Binance? Binance. Yeah, it looks like they... Israeli authorities froze 190 Binance accounts that were allegedly tied to the terrorist group. And digital currency wallets uh, that Israeli authorities linked to the PIJ, uh, um, as uh, much as $93 million in crypto between August 21 and June of this year. So I, I, I still don't understand why I suppose that people bought crypto, that money had to go somewhere. Yeah. So where mm. did it go? I mean, who has that money? Yeah, I would assume it's essentially like does. a yeah, it's essentially it's like a bank. So they're exchanging their whatever U.S. dollars or whatever currency they're yeah. using into the crypto, and I guess that money is probably being invested or goes into somebody's pocket and pays their private jet. <laughs> That's probably true. Mm-hmm. We have to take a break because we have the cryptocurrency expert. What's her name again? It's Crypto Bert. Crypto Bert. That's her name. Crypto Bert will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. It's Tommy B for Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Normally, I'd be saying the boys of summer are done and it's time for root beer floats with the kids after football or soccer practice. But with your Win Twins Minnesota Twins still in the playoffs, it might be time for some adult sweet beverages to cheer on our hometown team made with delicious gluten-free Killebrew Root Beer, of course. Might I recommend you consider this recipe for your Killebrew Root Beer Rum Creams? You just need three ingredients. It starts with black spice rum, then add frothy cold Killebrew Root Beer next. A drop of Bailey's. Oh, my gosh. You found October heaven in a glass. Whether you watch at home or at Target Field or just take it in the fall colors, try the root beer and cream soda my family absolutely loves. Killebrew. Head to killebrewrootbeer.com for your nearest store and pick up a six-pack or a case. Herbie, you're up to bat. There's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. 
And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Is Kristen ready to go? Not quite yep. yet. Yep. Oh, there she the is. Crypto right there. Queen. The Crypto Queen. The Crypto Queen. I don't have anything invested in crypto. Well, I don't either. I've never even seen a crypto coin or bill or i've never are they bills or are all they coins it's kind of the point isn't it right. it's it's on it's all online you know you don't like well so there's nothing no no, no. yeah there's no like little gold coin it's that all you line with. yeah why would online. you ever invest in that that's well, like a stock if you've never you've, yeah, have you ever yeah, seen a stock before yes i've held stocks in my hand well i suppose that's true they do print them off some well they, <clears> they used do to print them they, they used to i don't do. know if they do anymore i think also interesting just ties to hollywood with the ftx scandal and bankruptcy uh, you know you see people like tom brady giselle Bunchin. they are all caught up in a couple of lawsuits oh, because God. they were spokespeople for ftx oh yeah and they did a super Yeek. bowl commercial that was pretty well promoted a few years ago so they have a lot of litigation ahead of them are they going to get nailed for being a part of it um, they could. They could be because they were major spokes. And the, the, the thing with the cryptocurrency commercials and spokespeople, they were highly encouraging their followers, Kim Kardashian's another one, to invest, basically saying that this was a safe investment while not um, following FTC guidelines saying, by the way, I'm being paid to tell you this, oh, okay. which you have to do even if you get like a free box of Cheerios. You have to let people know that this was gifted yeah, or that you were yeah, paid. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a really slippery slope with all of this. And, and, and to add to all of this, Ben McKenzie, who used to star in the OC, has been a huge, huge um, critic of all the celebrities doing the cryptocurrency and promoting it. And he wrote a book on it and he was like, told you, because he did a book like a mm -hmm. year before the fall happened. And he was like, this was always going to happen. It was a house of cards. Unbelievable. So how did this get so huge? Is what Did people think they were just, oh, my God, we're just going to come in and become billionaires? Yeah, it was like brand when it, I remember when it was brand new, it was like everybody invested in cryptocurrency and it was like the trend of all trends and it kind of dipped down and then Dogecoin, I believe it was like came back and it kind of everything went up again. But yeah, it's crypto, I would say, is a very volatile 
investment. Extremely, yes. Not the wisest to get into, if, especially if you don't know what you're doing. So are there any non-scammers who made money from crypto or are they all scam artists? I think some people were smart and like bought early, got out early as mm -hmm. well and did make some money. Okay. Um, but a lot of people forgot their password and you can't just like randomly access That's it. That's what did I did. You, pass yep. you did? Did you forget your password? Yep. Do you know how much money you have tied up? I don't remember. This was like uh, probably 15 years ago. I bought like, I don't know, 20 bucks worth of it. <laughs> the big dough. Yeah. Yeah, the password is long gone. The bitcoins are in a wallet in purgatory forever. <laughs> so I wonder, I would love to know what your $20 was worth, like, at the height of the crypto craze. Yeah, I wonder. I, I also don't, because, you know. Right, why worth. dwell on it if I'm not ever going to see that money? Well, it's probably worth, like, nothing right now. So uh, probably. It's, it's all true. It's like buying a beer at the, the Twins game. 20 bucks, gone in a minute. Oh, like they have the the large like Trulies. Yeah, right. And it's yeah, twenty bucks. And twenty dollars like, for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's someone on TikTok who does uh, goes around the country, visits different ballparks, and at like Atlanta, you can buy a ton of food, like a ton, <clears throat> hot dogs and pretzels and beer and and soda and everything, popcorn, and it's like twenty dollars for all of it. You go to any of like northern cities, Midwest, West Coast, it's like. $80 to buy <laughs> <laughs> There are some stadiums yep. that are getting it right and still keeping the food affordable. Uh, not many, though, I bet. Not many. I, you know, I think that's where they make most of their money, similar to concessions at a movie theater. You know, they can increase the price and make a huge amount of money and yep. turn it around. And right. if you're hungry, you're, you're going to buy something. You're going to buy that hot yeah, dog. Right. You don't that's care if very it's true. It's not like you can just not like you can just leave and go down the street and mm -hmm. get a cheeseburger and come back. No. No, no that's not happening. Not convenient. Got a big game today at 3.07. You got your Minnesota Twins and your Houston Astros. 3.07? At, yeah, it's 3.07, that's I It's very specific. I know, yeah. but I think that's the that was the start time. Huh. That I saw anyway, but uh, so we'll see how that situation. Did you, were you, are you a Red Sox fan? Um, yeah, as, growing up I was a Red Sox I fan. I would imagine that's true. Well, you still follow them, don't you? No. <laughs> Don't you really? I don't really follow <clears throat> baseball at all, to be honest. I've been to some Dodgers games. Mm -hmm. um, they were work-related situations where we had a suite, and I went <laughs> to sit in the suite, not watch the game. I'm going to be honest. Um, and that's the last time I went, which was probably 2016. You know, there's a possibility, <clears throat> after all this time since I was 15 years old, so many, many years, I may never watch a Viking game again. That team is you so horrible. every year. I know, but they finally pushed me out, Andy. <laughs> Do you know what happened? You guys got hosed because Taylor Swift did not show up to I your know. Vikings she game. Did, she didn't show up. Oh, exactly there, was, right. there was a clip that like a local <clears throat> Instagram influencer went around U.S. Bank Stadium as people were entering and leaving the sta uh, stadium before the game. And he's like, hey, are you upset that Taylor Swift didn't show up today? And, like, every fan was like, no, I don't care if she shows up today. <laughs> it was so refreshing to, like, see somebody not care about Taylor Good. Swift. Yeah, really. Well, I bet people at home that probably tuned in were, like, just dying to get a look mm -hmm. at her. And then they were like, she's not there and off because anyone broadcasting that game was disappointed because they know what the ratings have looked like. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been nauseating. Like, even the radio show for, like, the pregame, their opening montage, it was just a collection of Taylor Swift references. Oh, and I know. I'm like, guys, can we just, please, it's get but over listen, the But listen, this is the best tie-in from entertainment into sports, mm -hmm. and it's bringing advertising dollars, and it's bringing viewers, and I know it's annoying for sports fans. They're like, I just want to watch a game, but I will tell you, on the good side of it, a lot of people are making money. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Have you ever met her? I have not met Taylor. You've not met her yet. I mean, the only reason I met. Does she wear a lot of makeup? It looks like she's got cakes of makeup on. I'm sure she no. does. I don't think so. I honestly oh, think, think she so? wears a bright red lip, and I think mm. that's probably like her, she has really good skin. So I don't see that she has a lot of and maybe oh, like okay. a heavy lash, but a lot of women wear that, like a red lip mm. and a lash, and out the door they go. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just. I don't, I've never understood how people blow up like that. It's like, it's not, mm -hmm. I could not name one song she's ever done. 
But if you heard them, you would be like, I recognize them. Because that's oh, how I, would, I was. Okay. I was like, okay. I don't. You've heard them in malls. Yeah, I'm like, I've never been. I'm not like turning Taylor Swift on as I'm driving around. Mm-hmm. But you play a song and you're like, oh my gosh, that's her too. Like, yeah, yeah I recognize this. And they're all She's very She's a catchy. lot. And Fawn, you're, you're going to have a granddaughter who is going to start stepping into that pop oh, culture. Oh, that's era, true. Yep. And you will know more than you ever want to know about pop culture just because you spend a lot of time with your grandkids. Oh, yeah. I know so, half of the you know, Spice Girls discography. Dis- because Alex was super into them oh, when God, she yes. was very young. Well, not very, like probably what, 10 to 12, something like that. Yeah, that's about she right. She hit that right demographic at mm-hmm. that right time. So, And maybe it won't be Taylor in a few years, but I still, Taylor's really evolved through mm-hmm. each decade. So yep. I still think she'll be around. Is she, I mean, is she really good? She's good. I mean, she's she writes her own songs. Oh, she I mean, does. We obviously okay. know that because. Anytime you date her, you get a song written about you. Yeah. So don't date her, Tom. <laughs> don't piss her off. <laughs> she likes to get pissed off and write songs. Oh, yeah. Maybe I like her yeah. a lot more than I used to. She, and she's very likable. Like, Is she? Even okay. if you're not a fan, like she doesn't do anything that offends anybody. Like All of her shows, she's performing every single song. She performs the entire song. Like It's not like she doesn't mail it in ever. So she's oh, like, nice. it's... Even if you're not a fan of her, you can appreciate the work that she puts into her craft and the how she treats her fans. And a good point. I think there are a couple times over the summer there were torrential downpours where they had to, and it was an outdoor stadium, of course, they had to postpone the show. They waited like two to three hours. She came back out, did the full show, mm-hmm. paid the penalties, because when you go overtime, of course, usually the neighborhood finds you. That's fine. She yep. paid that. And it's it started raining again, and she just did the whole show, pouring rain, did it all full out. That's wonderful. See, now that's very admirable. Maybe I'm becoming a fan. Do I they didn't have even know. Special it. microphones that work in the rain. I imagine being rained on isn't great for a microphone. Probably isn't. And her mm, piano no. was out there. I don't oh. think that was a great idea. But she, and she, I, I remember seeing the video. She was literally like swiping water off the top of her piano. Oh my god. I mean, when I say torrential downpour, I mean torrential downpour. It was mm-hmm. not a drizzle mm-hmm. whatsoever. But I really do think she cares about her fans. and Seems like it. Th- you know, they give her a lot, and she gives a lot back to them. Well, that's how it should be. It should be. It's no. not always like no, that. It's no, it's not always like that. It's true. So what's new in the TV movie world? Anything good? Well, I think this is kind of curious, and maybe you've seen the story. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is hinting that they are going to redo the finale. Oh, the infamous finale? That finale finale was horrible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. horrible. But I was looking at the numbers. 76.8 million people watched that finale Mm -hmm. in May 1998. I mean, you can't even get Super Bowl numbers like that anymore. No, no, you can't. You're right. I just, I don't, that episode was horrible. That's fitting, though. It's a show about nothing. The finale is basically nothing. About nothing, yeah, that's very true. Do you think that him wanting to reboot and do the kind of the, redo the finale is kind of stemming from Frasier now getting a reboot? Everything's getting a reboot. And him possibly, like, testing the waters. Hey, if this does well, maybe we can redo or, like, relaunch or reboot Seinfeld a little bit. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld wants to move back to Los Angeles to do Mm. Seinfeld. He hated living here. He's such a New York guy. Mm -hmm. And it would probably require him moving back here to reboot a show. So my thought is that he's just going to do it kind of as a one-off special. And he and Larry David will get to do the finale that they think they should have done instead of what they actually did. You know what amazed me about that is the show's called Seinfeld, and he's the worst person on the show. <laughs> he's not a good actor. He's terrible. He's whiny. Yeah, he is. He's just, ugh. He is, I, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus was one of the, I mean, honestly, all the supporting characters were really fantastic all of, yeah. on that show. Yeah, all of them were. Yeah, Jerry was probably the least interesting character on that show, I would no say. No question. Which is amazing because he's like a phenomenal comedian. Yeah. A stand-up? Yeah. Oh, his stand-up is never probably the it. best I've seen live. Really? Yeah. Like, I, And I went into it not really expecting much, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's amazing. 
God, I'll have to go see him because I've never seen his stand-up. Yeah, like, I just assumed it'd be like his TV show, so I never went. Mm. No, he's like the quintessential comedian. Like the way his delivery and the way he kind of orchestrates his whole oh, act good. is, is yeah, very good writer. Good. I know that yeah. he's a really good writer. Look, I, I I did like the show. He was my least favorite character on the show, but then pretty much I got to be honest with you, everybody else on the show was shoulder to shoulder. I liked them all a mm -hmm. lot, you know. I mean, I don't know who put that cast together. Was it Larry David that put the cast together? I think so. I think Larry David think helped was, assemble yeah. it. Yeah. Because he and nailed it. They really, I mean, if you go back and look at some of those episodes, sure, they feel a little dated in terms of technology, yeah, yeah. things that were going on. But the comedy is still, I mean, and a lot of it's physical comedy, which we all know is extremely difficult to achieve and be funny with it. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, then Larry David moved on to do his own stuff. But the only thing that's kind of disappointing there is same ending. He, sh he should have stopped before he did because the last couple of shows were not very good. Yeah, I mean, and Larry David to me is an acquired taste. Like I find yeah, oh, definitely. I, I preferred his voice utilizing Seinfeld. Do you know what I mean? Like Jerry Seinfeld versus his own yeah. um, versus his mm -hmm. own show. That's just my preference. I know some people like are obsessed with Larry David, so I get it. Well, I will tell you this though, and maybe you you, you have the same uh, experience. I've interviewed both of them, and they're both a prick. They're not nice people. Jerry Seinfeld is a really interesting personality too. I mean, a lot of people, and this has gotten revisited quite a bit. Mm -hmm. When he was at the height of his Seinfeld fame, he was dating a 17-year-old high school senior. I he know. was in his late 30s. I know. I didn't know. And that. and then, you know, he dated her. I think through her college years. I had a friend who was actually in college with Shoshana Lonstein, who was the the woman, young woman, young teen, into woman. young womanhood that uh, she was dating. And they said, you know, they would see him all over campus and everything. She eventually transferred out west to be near him, and of course, that's when they broke up. But um, his his marriage now to, to Jessica Seinfeld. She was married to somebody else. She was married to one of the Niederlanders. And if you are in New York, the Niederlander Theater, they are like theater scions. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. She was married to one of um, the heirs to that fortune and got married, had already met Jerry Seinfeld. They were flirting at a gym, but came back from her honeymoon and ran off with Jerry. Like two, Jeez. three weeks into her marriage. What? Yes. What? Okay. Yes. All right. I well. mean, it is, to me, I, I find... People give Jerry Seinfeld this huge pass, and I'm like, what is going on behind the scenes? No, he's a terrible guy. He's not a nice man. Like he's got an incredible PR team because I have not heard any of this before. Oh, no, I know. He's I know. like the Miss Goofy comedy guy yeah. to us. And a lot of this happened in the 90s and I would say early aughts. So, you know, it's it was at a time when you're just like, oh, whatever, that's Hollywood. Yeah. But if it happened in 2023, we'd be like, wait, what? Everyone would be calling these people out and it's just, but it's oftentimes you'll see on social media, people will go back and revisit and like, we don't forget that Jerry Seinfeld was in his almost, he was almost 40 and he's dating a 17 year old. A 17 year old. He went to her high school graduation. Can you imagine? Wow. Okay, God. Alex, oh put this into perspective. Tom, Alex is a high school senior. She's 17 years old and she brings home an almost 40 year old man. Mm. What would you do? Uh, well, you'd, you'd never see him power. again. I'll say Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> wouldn't have been able to finish the show because he'd be in the ground somewhere. He'd be in the ground somewhere. Oh, yeah, he fell off a cliff. I don't know what happened to uh, him. Yeah. Now, I, look, I'll give you an example of my personal experience. When I met Catherine, she was 21 years old, and I was about to turn 29 years old, and that made me nervous. Mm -hmm. I was seven years older than her, and I'm like, ooh, God, is she too young for me? But to go from 40 to 17, that's something else. I'll yeah, that's that's very extreme. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's 21 years older. 21 Jeez. years old. <laughs> and honestly, like, what are you going to have in common with a high school Literally senior? nothing. N nothing. No one thing. Alex, well, you yeah, need to comment well, on this. yes, one thing. That you shouldn't be exploring anyway with a 17-year-old. Not right. with a 17-year-old. We're talking about Jerry Seinfeld when he was almost 40, was dating a 17-year-old high school girl. That's really creepy. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, does any, did anybody at the school step up and go, what are you doing to the 17-year-old? <clears throat> well, that's... Parents, I think when your parents allow it, it just... 
I guess. What, they, what can they do? And yeah. how, like, the stones on Seinfeld to show up to the graduation. Oh, yeah. the like, he went to her great he went high to her school graduation. High school gra- yes. At least hide it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like have a little bit of self-respect. It's crazy when you just think about it and you're like, Yuck. and, you know, he obviously has kids now, too. Would he want his daughter dating someone yeah. that old? Well, you know, Alex, Alex's daughter will be uh, will be eight years old in May. And uh, I don't want her dating anybody that's, you know, 40 years old. I always tell her no <laughs> dating until after you're married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a good plan. I like the call. Yeah. No question. So yeah, I don't know. It just there. There are a lot of people like you know. It's so interesting about your business, and I'm you know you're so so much closer to it. Obviously, living where you live, but meeting the people, and I never thought it would be that big a deal. But meeting the people like, no, I never met Seinfeld or Larry David in person, but I talked to him on the telephone and interviewed him. All the rest of it, not pleasant people at all. Um, another guy like that. What was that guy's name again? He was in the show. Something about million. I can never remember Jeremy and Ben Piven? Stiller and Jerry Stiller was his dad. But there's a there's another actor named he was he was in Entourage I think Piven. his name was Jeremy Jerry, Piven. Jeremy, Jeremy Piven. Piven. What an asshole that man is. Yeah. Oh my God. We what a call jerk. him the Pivot here in Los Angeles. He's a pervert. Pivot. Pivot uh, based off of his name. Yes. So yeah. yes, Pivot <clears throat> based off of pervert. Um, he has literally dated every person i know except for myself here in hollywood and um he is not a great person to date i had a friend who even produced one of his broadway shows and then he claimed mercury poisoning from sushi i don't know if you remember that (laughs) what and yeah like i i missed the shows because i got mercury poisoning from sushi and it cost they had to cancel the show and then i believe alan cummings stepped in and saved the show yeah um, yep my my friend has lots of colorful tales about Jeremy Piven. No, he literally was sitting in the studio at the old KQ studios, and he had brought someone with him. I don't know if the guy was opening for him in town or what, but he brought someone. I didn't know the guy, but I'm trying to be polite, so I'm ta- asking his sidekick a couple of questions. On the air, Jeremy Piven goes, what are you talking to him for? You should be talking to me. I'm the star of this interview. I'm like, what? Oh, Jesus the star of this inter- is that who you are really okay well he's so obnoxious i mean he was terrible. so good though in the role as ari because he played a prick <laughs> he did no, and so he was fantastic he was really uh, good at it he was really good at it he won several emmys for it but i was like basically you're playing yourself <laughs> yes no he absolutely was do you think is there one person in your mind that you thought because he'd probably be at the very top of the asshole list that I have. Do you have one person you went, oh, my God, I'd never want to talk to them again? Well, my answer is always Reese Witherspoon was not my most yeah, I remember probably my least pleasant interview. I've talked about it over the years. So and, um, you know, maybe I caught her on a bad day. I don't know. I've had other reporter friends who have also caught her on a bad day. But I've also had friends who have caught her on a good day. So... Um, I, I, in my mind, she's Tracy Flick. If you've ever seen her movie Election with Matthew yeah, Broderick, yep. I feel like she's just like super type A, super precise. And if you double cross her or she doesn't like your question, she's like, meh, not interested. Yeah, whatever. Good for her. So what else is coming? Anything good coming up I should be watching? Because I, honest to God, Catherine and I are burning through shows now. You're not burning through your endeavor not endeavor. No, no, no. There's an hour we're and a half a piece. No, no, we're not. You're right. Did, did anybody watch Beckham over the weekend on Netflix? I did not. No, but yeah. I've seen it in like my <clears throat> list of shows to watch in the previews. It looks okay, it's but good. Is it? It's good. I mean, if if you, and I think it's got the nice, the best tone of like entertainment aspect because obviously he's married to Victoria Beckham, who was a Spice Girl. And obviously his sports career, because mm. they have a pretty interesting backstory. They gloss over his affairs, his alleged affairs. Um, but um, but I think that it, you kind of get a better understanding of who they are as a couple and who they are as people. And they're a lot softer and warmer than I think that their image comes across. Nice. And because I saw there's a clip that kind of went viral of yeah. his wife trying to say that she was like an everyday person. Grew up in and, a working class family. Yeah. And he like pokes his head around the corner. And he's like, tell everybody what kind of car you 
like got driven to school in and she was like well I did, and it was like a rolls royce and she's yes. like you're not a you didn't come from a working class family <laughs> but it's actually there it's pretty cheeky so that's i yeah. you know they have a very playful relationship and you know they've got the four kids they're very tight as a family so it's pretty it's a pretty interesting look if you're interested and i i feel like nobody's doing better sports documentaries right now than netflix and i mm -hmm. love espn's 30 for 30 so i that's a big sell for me saying that um, and a big endorsement if I'm saying that Netflix is killing the game when it comes to sports documentaries and docu-series. I do have a tough time, I got to be honest with you. Um, watch a lot of things on Hulu because Hulu pretty much covers everybody and everything. Yep. And then I go to other, like, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here and I don't mean to be at all, but I go to Amazon Prime now. There's nothing on there that's worth watching. Is that, Do they have anything that's any good on there? Uh, for me, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is probably one of the best series mm -hmm. that... Yeah, Catherine burned through that, yeah. Amazon Prime ever did. Yep, I would yeah. agree. Is that it? Gen V? Gen V's what's, what's on right Gen now, v? too. That's Gen another great one. That's a superhero and, one. And the boys, too, the for the people that are well, watching no, the companion. That's a, it's a satire. You have, you have to check it out. Really? I, you have, you um, have I think to. you would like it. It's you, dark comedy. Gen it's good. V. Yeah. Gen V. But I can't stand that... Super it's not, hero it's not Marvel. It's not yeah. Marvel. I promise you. Oh, it's not Marvel? It's not Marvel. And if it's not I as like marvelous it, as Ralph Basham. Those headphones are, are running out of steam. Oh, there's a pair in here he can have. There you go. He said there's a pair in there with him, Ralph. You can grab. Yeah, I just uh, changed mine up because that thing was starting to fade. I'm like, I'm trying to listen to you guys, and all I hear is like, oh, these need a recharge. <laughs> So <laughs> we sound like the Peanuts deal. character, the teacher. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I'm exactly pretty sure it. that's how I sound to my husband when I'm trying to tell him something. Like, oh, yes. A thousand mm. percent. What uh, is it with husbands? Yeah, I'll say that's how all wives sound to all husbands. What it, why? What is the deal? What are you guys talking about? Why are, like, are you like your that? ears on? Are your ears yeah. on? Because well, I have to tell you something It's because important. if it's important, you'll tell us twice. And if not, it's just yes, and we keep it pushing. But oh, that mic is still messed up, right? The brain space. Uh, no, it's not. It's oh, good. it's not? Oh, okay. There you the go. brain space of, like, I have to tell you multiple times. No, I'm telling you because I want you to remember so I cannot be the only one responsible for it. Anymore. I will no. not remember anything unless it's written down. See, I tell my husband now, I'm like, you cannot give me this emotional labor and, yeah. and that you must now take it on. And so he hates me throwing around the word emotional labor. Like, for instance, if I say, hey, these are the five items I need you to pick up at the grocery store. And then he FaceTimes me and expects me to go grocery shopping with him so we can find things. I'm like, you are smart. You can do this. You I do not want the emotional it. labor of the task. That's why I gave it to you. There you go. Gosh, you're making me feel guilty now for not doing <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but, if, but if you use... I don't want to go to Costco. I sent you to Costco. Yeah, <laughs> I hate Costco. I don't want to go to Costco either, believe no, me. I never want to go oh, my, to Costco. My arch nemesis as a grocery store is Trader Joe's. I get, I a, physical, I get a physical reaction when I'm I walk I'm actually in those going to have my first Aldi experience today, and I'm a little nervous because it's, it's like discount deal. Trader Joe's. Uh, <laughs> and Trader Joe's is already like wild enough, so I'm a little nervous. I love shopping. What am I just weird? Because I'm I love shopping at those places. It's just something. It's the aisles aren't labeled, which bothers me. Yes. Um, it's just yeah, everybody in weird. there. I'm sure is very nice, but I just feel like they feel like they're better than me, and I just, I just I can't do. Trader it's Joe's. dystopian. Yeah. It's dystopian. If I walk in the front door and they got a 55-gallon drum full of peanut butter-filled pretzels, I'm in. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Trader Joe's does have the best snacks. They do. So. They, they do. Have great they snacks. sure do. Great yeah. snacks. You ate it's more all like a of snack place. Than I a put them back in your bag to take home. Yeah, like half a bag. No, there was a bag. There was one that was brand new bag. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, here we <laughs> go. Alex, I've got a recommendation for Aldi, just so you know, because okay. it's one of my favorite stores. Great. So there's going to be two random aisles, and it looks like just like a mess of stuff. Okay. That's where all the good stuff is. Okay. <laughs> like seasonal items are. Um, okay. We'll you know, they're probably right now. It's probably like all spooky season fun stuff. Yeah. Kind of, it just comes in, comes in, goes. Yeah. Like once it's sold out, it's sold out. Okay. Go there. Okay. And then there'll be another aisle with like random like 
sweatpants and sweaters and jogging bras. And of you're course. like, this is weird. They're amazing quality and they're okay. all like under $15. So do it. Good to know. But that aisle would give Good me a know. lot of emotional baggage, a lot of emotional. Lot of mo- it's a lot of emotional labor. <laughs> emotional yeah. labor. labor. There's, well, that's, God, I love stuff babies. like that. Like I love going to thrift stores and find like going through the random crap to find like one nice sweater because then i'm like i did it Mm -hmm. rather than going to just a store where everything's just nice and there it's way more fun to dig through stuff very affordable three with candles fantastic great yep okay good to know thanks for the hot tip you bet i'm here to give random hot tips here on the tom bernard show it's a good thing i gotta we'll close with this so the kids came over on Sunday to watch a little television, maybe watch the Twins game, which was on later, so we didn't. Uh, watch a little bit of the Viking game, but that sucked. I turned that off right away. That was horrible. But I did get the thrill of having a 7-year-old and 5-year-old tell me, where are your Halloween decorations? Yeah, they were mad at you. <laughs> so we dug them out and put them all up. <laughs> and the rest of the time she was there, Fawny was wearing a, a witch skirt and a witch hat. She was, she was wandering around. She was climbing up the stairs <laughs> on all fours in this big puffy black skirt and this big hat with a veil with spiders on it. I was like, that's my daughter. I love it. She's creative she and is. weird in the best way. She yes, really, exactly really, right. really is. She let me do her hair today, oh which my is an God. honor. She never lets me do her no. hair because she always wants to do it herself. I gave her bubble braid. Little Ooh. ponytail action. Bubble braid. Very slick. I'm familiar. It was fun. <laughs> I, <ain't familiar. laughs> I know what the I've bubble braid it. is. Is where it's like it's like yeah, it's like the skinny yeah, and it's like, like a little bulb little... and then skinny and a little bulb. Yeah, yeah. Huh. it's very trendy right now. It absolutely is. You're so lame. It's unbelievable. Okay, I'm hip with it. And wow, <laughs> I'm hip with it. with it. All right, Kristen, we'll talk to you tomorrow, sister. You bet. Have a good one, you guys. Thanks, Bye. Kristen Bye. Burton. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. We'll wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, oh. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Wrap things up the last few minutes of the show here. Ralph Basham is in studio. Alex, of course. I like this, Alex. You, you do a half hour on this show, a half hour on the family show. You're good to go. I'm good to go. And you then must, I you help enjoy that. grow the minds of America. Oh, that's what the you do? of I, today. I did not know that. I do. Hey, I actually help them learn. It's wild. You do well, yes. Helping them learn is not a bad thing. Yeah. There's no question about it. So fun. Anything top of mind that we should be covering in the last few minutes here? The last few minutes. <laughs> there's only there's only six five minutes. Min- six minutes left in the show. Only happy things on there. We uh, yeah. We were watching the we were speaking <laughs> of unhappy thing. We were watching the coverage of the Middle East. What a yeah. mess. Mm. Um, what I can't believe is that the United States government is doing is being interviewed. You know, the representative being interviewed on national television. We didn't see this coming. Oh, yes, oh. you did. You lying sacks. You knew this was going to happen. Oh, sooner or later. It's a, it's a, what a sad situation that that that's so troubled and people can't really reflect and try to live in peace and put bygones be bygones they're just bitter about so many things and is this a is this a religious thing is it a cultural thing is it a skin color thing all what of it. is it all of it it's all of it isn't it all of it you're I totally think. different than me therefore i hate you yeah i've said that to tevin i was being serious <laughs> That's right at the time <laughs> Well, it's tribalism. I mean, you like to be around people who look like mm-hmm. you and have the same customs and dress like you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, yes, but also, like, I think that just because somebody's different that lives next door, like, mind your business. You shouldn't exactly. have to who go cares? over there and knock on their door and no, no, burn absolutely, them to the ground. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Just let, leave, let people be. Let yeah. people be. That would be nice. I will never forget when we lived at 914 14th Avenue North, and I can give that address because there's not a house there anymore. It's an empty lot now. Matter of fact, the whole block is an empty lot. They tore down every house on that block. Ooh. Pretty amazing. But our, as you looked to, at our house to our left on the corner was this nice house, a stucco house, and a black man in America today lived in that house. And I remember walking past his house as a little boy, my six years old, something like that, and he had a purple Christmas tree in the window. And I'm staring at him I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. He's got a purple Christmas tree. All of a sudden behind me I hear, hey, kid, what are you looking at? I'm like, whoops. <laughs> he thinks I'm trying to peer into his house or something. Yeah, wait, wait, wait for that. I know. And people, sometimes people can't tolerate, um, you know, adulation. You know, if you're standing mm. out, you're looking at the kid. That's the great. I wish we could have a purple Christmas purple tree. Christmas tree. Right. I mean, but you know, people worried that you're 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 thinking ill thoughts That's about exactly that sort of what stuff. He and, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame because many times it isn't that way. You know what's so great about that? Thinking about this, what we're talking about right now, I am very very happy that I grew up in a mixed race neighborhood, mixed religious neighborhood. The whole deal. I learned things at a very very young age that some people never learn. Yeah. That we can definitely all live together and we can work together and everything will be just fine. I consider myself to this day being very, very lucky now that I grew up in a neighborhood like, yeah, it was poor as hell. There's no question about that. But, you know, it was Catholics, blacks, and Jews. I grew up around them. I had a great time. I, I Look how lucky I was to learn mm-hmm. about all that stuff when I was a little boy. Right. And then it kind of helps you today because when you see somebody that's different than you doing something that you're like oh that's kind of weird but you're like oh nope i understand why they're doing that or where that comes from in their religious beliefs or customs right so you can yeah so it's not that big a day. deal yeah. yep no you're absolutely right there are still the people though some people that just uh, well how can you say the things i still love the fact that pe- people call me those names and do this and that oh this is racist and blah, 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 blah. you have no idea what the hell you're talking about you do realize that kissing someone's ass because of their skin color is as racist as not liking them because of their skin color. Right. If you, you're treating them differently in any way, that's not good. Right. I don't want to, like, not get hired from a job because I'm black, but I also I don't want to just get the job because I'm black. I agree like, 
because there's racism involved in both those because the only reason they're doing that is for their own benefit. Right, because now you, I can be your token black guy that you Absolutely. have Absolutely. Like, well, that's why I brought you in. You know, it's just given. We need to replace Philly Dog. <laughs> got to replace JB and the yeah, Philly JB Dog. That's exactly right. But no, I, I just... Do you think... I've asked this all morning, Ralph and Alex. Oh, boy. And I suppose Andy got here, too, just about a, uh, an hour ago, something like that, but... Do you think we will ever get to the point where maybe even on a semi-fictitious level we'll ever get along? No. Or it's not going to happen, is no, it? No, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's when has it ever happened? It hasn't. That's why I'm asking Because there are actual injustices and perceived injustices, um, mm-hmm. one group against another. Always, mm-hmm. always. Uh, and you, you can't say I'm sorry enough or you can't say I wish that didn't happen enough and People don't want to let by like mm-hmm. to let bygones speak of bygones. It's, yeah. it's, it's coming back up in Serbia and in, in that area. Yep. The same thing. They're, well, the Balkan they're, states they're, all hate each other. They they're do. fussing over things. You know, maybe multicultural uh, countries don't work. I don't know. Yeah, seems well, that way. Just remember the great comment: "We'll take the blacks and the Chinese." But we don't want the Irish, which I think is one of the greatest lines of all time. That was Mel Brooks came up with that great one. We don't want the Irish. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it seems like a good enough place to, to wrap it up. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Time to get out. All right. We'll be back in five minutes. Family show up next. Parts new Brake Nest Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Nest Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Stuck in that endless loop of deciding what to watch next? I want to be free. Pluto TV has over 250 channels dedicated to every genre and entertainment, all for free. Pluto TV is TV the way it should be. Pluto TV. Stream now. Paying never. Your family is your legacy. Planning for a natural disaster will make sure you're all safe. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan today for the tools and tips you need to protect that legacy. That's ready.gov forward slash plan. A message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. There's a whole lot of savings going on now at Staples. During Staples Citathon, you can save up to $150 on select office and desk chairs. And when you buy a chair, you save 25% on desks, storage solutions, and office accessories. Plus, your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. And when you return an Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. Now is definitely the time to save at Staples. Chair offer ends 1028, in-store only. Exclusions apply on Amazon. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 449 8811. 
That's 1-800-449-8811. Or go to selectquote.com. 1-800-449-8811. That's 1-800-449-8811. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.